Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capallo. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we uh, are uh, love to welcome uh, Sharice Daly and Bonnie Fraser to Business Matters. Um, Sharice is the Executive Director and Bonnie, the Employment Manager at Pathways Ability Society in Kelowna. Thank you guys for joining us this morning. I really appreciate it. We're happy to be here. Awesome. So um, let's jump into it. So um, I would assume that many people have probably heard Pathways. They've probably heard the name, heard the brand, but I wonder how many actually know what you guys provide in, in the community. So I'd love to start there. If, if, if one of you can kind of just jump in, if I ask the question is like, who is, who is Path Pathways and what do you guys do? Um, so I'll leave you sort of a platform to kind of tell us a little bit more about who you guys are. Okay, I, let's, I guess so I'll let Sharice speak to that, and then I can speak to the employment side. Perfect. So Pathways Ability Society is a not-for-profit organization that has been providing services in Cologne and the surrounding areas for 68 years, which is amazing. Wow. Uh, we're governed by a volunteer board of directors. Um, we support over 225 people in the community, uh, so individuals who have diverse abilities. Uh, we're governed by a volunteer board of directors, and we currently have uh, eight members serving. Um, we provide uh, activity service supports, employment supports, residential supports, um, as well as uh, we have a home share service. So with our home share, do you mind me just talking about Yeah, no, that'd be great, for sure. So with our home share service, um, we have families, single individuals um, share their home with a person with a diverse ability. So they virtually live together, they share their lives, they you know, do community recreation and leisure stuff together. Um, it's a great opportunity uh, for people to be part of our community and uh, for the community to um, provide a valuable support. Hmm. And through our activity service, uh, we do community recreational leisure activities, uh, tons of volunteer work. I think we volunteered, well, pre-COVID on average about 5,000 hours a year. Hmm. And I'll let Bonnie talk about employment. Uh, in our residential uh, services, uh, we have three homes in the community where we support people to live as uh, independently as possible. And we also administer uh, 18 apartment subsidies on behalf of BC Housing. So Bonnie, do you want to talk a bit yeah, about so, this? Yeah, so we have a couple of different areas that we support individuals in, in, in employment. Um, one is, is referenced as integrated career opportunities. And that's where we um, help individuals secure uh, sustainable employment in community with employers. 
So we essentially go and work with employers to um, show them the benefits of creating job opportunities um, that are technically non-existent. We don't compete with the with the, the typical job market. What we do is we work with individuals, put them through a discovery process, um, and help them with assessments during that time so that we can help identify best fits for employment. And then essentially what we do is we carve out or create a job description that um, suits that individual's talents and skills and gives them a, a sense of, of, of worth and, and, and you know, being a part of the employment world successfully. And the employer then ends up with an individual who's very de dedicated to their work. They're getting um, so often tasks completed that aren't being done in the workplace. And uh, it, it's just a real win-win for both parties. So with that comes an employment developer who, who helps that person within the, within the actual workplace. So we help with you know, job coaching and orientating and then building natural supports and mentorship within the actual business. So that's really important because lots of businesses, you know, they're not they're not aware of that, that opportunity where they can actually, you know, hire an individual with a diverse ability and have them become a really important um, contributing member of their of their employment team. So that's really it's a really cool opportunity. Um, the other side of the employment is uh, Pathways has an area of social enterprise or social ventures where um, we have a number of individuals with diverse abilities that require a bit more support and, and they're maybe somewhat more challenged in actually working independently in their employment. So we then have a team of support staff um, who can then support individuals on site in their employment. Um, an example is that we, we run a recycling program at the, the UBCO. We have a contract with UBCO and then we have a team of individuals that are employed by Pathways um, as, as staff members, they, you know, they're on an employment um, graduated wage scale, like everyone else, like they are part of our team that fulfill those contracts and they work on site. And then they have access to a support worker who can help them with some of their tasks if, they're, if they run into some challenges. We have um, uh, the recycling program at the, at the college. Uh, we have a bottle sorting uh, recycling program as well, where um, the community donates, you know, a lot of their recycled or re refundable product. And again, we have a huge team of people that are sorting and counting and, and putting that product through with all that, that money that we receive goes back into supporting, again, individuals in community and employment. Um, so then we have a bike shop. We have our, our bike waste bike shop. Same thing. Um, again, we have bikes. We work with the city of Kelowna. We have people donating bikes. Bikes are refurbished and resold. So again, all in sort of a supported environment where we have a support staff on site, helping people learn and achieve their goals. So those are two very separate entities, but very, very much all employment, all real jobs for real pay. There's, there's a lot there. There's definitely yeah. <laughs> a big of a team do you guys have? Like, it sounds like you need about 300 people to run what you're doing. <laughs> we have a lot of staff, that's for sure. Yeah. We do. Yeah, we have, okay. we have uh, over 120 employees currently. Wow. And just to elaborate on our, our, our bottle recycling program, right. that's done in partnership with Columbia Bottle Depot. And they've been a, a real strong supporter of our society over the years. And we really appreciated that partnership. As well as the city of Kelowna, we've operated the Lost and Stolen Bike program for, oh my gosh, it's got to be 25 plus years prior to my time at Pathways. 
Wow. So how, how far reaching are these programs? Like what geographical areas do you guys, do you guys service with the programs you're talking about? Well, essentially our, our coverage area is from Peachland to Oyama. So basically uh, recipients who are working um, with us or participating in programs essentially would be residents or living within that parameter. So somewhere again, between Peachland and Oyama. And, and I'm curious on the, on the work, we'll, we'll say sort of the, the workforce uh, side is what kind of roles are, are, are you fulfilling? Like you said, you're not taking, you're not taking away from sort of, you know, the jobs that are out there. And interesting because a lot of our discussion right now, there's a big issue with workforce, right? There's a massive issue mm-hmm. trying to find people. So I'm curious, what sort of roles can, are you able to fulfill for, for businesses? Right. So often we run into situations where, again, employers have, you know, their sort of their main, you know, staffing, and then they discover that there's certain things that are sort of getting put to the side, put on the shelf, you know, we'll get to it another day and things pile up. Um, I'm going to give you an example of a customized position that we work with here in Kelowna that's been very successful. And that's working with the Petrocan stations. Something that um, we discovered was that um, often people are going to fill their vehicles with gas or diesel and you're going to the gas pump and you pick up that pump and it's like, it's really gross, right? It's it's not clean, Um, very high bacteria. And so what we did with Petrocan a number of years ago was we created a customized job description where we might have, you know, one or two or three individuals working with different stations Um, and they have a schedule of working at the station, let's say maybe three days a week for two or three hours. And part of their job description is cleaning the pumps, right? They're out there cleaning those pumps. Um, They're inside the the gas station, you know, where the people are paying and they're wiping, cleaning high high touch areas. Things that are very repetitive, but very much needed and really appreciated, not only by the employer, but by their customer base. So that has been an exceptional, like customized example for you for, for employment. Um, you know, we have, there's, there's lots of people working in community. We have a, a, a gentleman that works with Century 21, been there for years, again, created an opportunity for uh, him to go in and help real estate agents with, you know, shredding and making sure the copy machine is, you know, clean and stocked with paper and, you know, high touch areas are cleaned, or, you know, those types of things that often they need help with, they don't have someone on site, and they're tasks that don't necessarily take seven hours a day, but right. they certainly need attention, you know, for a three hour shift or something, maybe three or four days a week, right? right. So it's nice, because it's, it's flexible. And again, that's how it fits within the realm of the individual that we're working with to make sure that we, we uh, you know, secure sustainable employment, and at the same time, help those employers realize the benefits of being inclusive um, with their within their hiring process. When it comes to the who you provide services to, you mentioned I think Sharice, you, you you said you know um, people with diverse ability. Is it adults and youth, or is it just adults? Primarily adults. Okay. 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 Um, I saw on the website, there was three specific pathways. I think you guys called it It was embrace, empower, and employ. 
Could you expand on those three? And I'm curious how those came to be. Was it like, did you inherit those three pathways or have, have those been developed through the years as you've done sessions and, and so forth? I'm curious if you can get a little bit of history, but it, it maybe dive a little bit on what those three words mean to you guys. Sorry, you're directing this at me. Sure, one of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah though it, our taglines have evolved over right. the years. Um, as I said, we've been providing services for 68 years. Some long-term Kelowna residents will remember the old Sunnyvale. So our society has evolved to meet sort of the ever-changing needs of our community and the people that we support. So I guess approximately about 15 years ago, no, no, I guess it would have been maybe 10 years ago, we looked at a rebranding and um, establishing the things that we felt were really important to our society as well as the people we support and empowerment people want to be empowered you know people want to be employed and they want to be embraced for their diverse abilities so that was the evolution sort of of those three why those three things are so important yeah and I think it's so they're so powerful too is if if people take the time even just to click through and read about how how each of those relate i think it's it it speaks a lot to who you guys are as an organization right so i'm curious and this is something that probably is uh probably a little misnomer that how how organizations such as yourselves are funded i think a lot of people feel think i shouldn't say feel think that it might be like government funding and i know the majority of discussions we have with nonprofits that's not the case it's such a small part of how you guys are funded so can you speak a little bit about how you guys go about doing fundraising how you can sustain the programs you do like where does that come from? Is it individual businesses, events, like, or a little bit of both? Like, how, where, how do you guys sustain all the programs that you we just you guys just talked about? Well, we're actually one of those organizations that uh, we contract with CLBC. Okay. Provide services to people with diverse abilities. Um, we also uh, derive revenue from obviously our social venture services in order to uh, employ people with diverse abilities. Uh, donations from community grants. Um, so we have various sources. In, in what are, for if, if you're looking out, if, if we have a little bit of a crystal ball, and we're looking for the next 12, 18 months. What are some of the main priorities for you guys in, you know, what's, what, what's the vision look like a little bit on where, where you guys want to go? What's on your plate now? If we can, if we can look out 12 to 18 months from today. Well, you alluded to it a bit earlier, recruitment is a huge issue uh, within our sector as well. Um, We struggle to hire. Um, It was uh, was, uh, not very good pre-COVID and it's gotten worse. So we'd like, if I was looking at a crystal ball, I'd like to see us having a full complement of qualified staff to support the individuals. Um, I'd like to be able to look at providing more services in the community, which at this point we, we can't do because we don't, I mean, our, our, our staff are just crucial. I mean, we have such a good group of staff right now, but we need more. Um, and, and more, more employers as well. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say for me. I think it's definitely, you know, we're looking to educate and help employers understand that customized employment, um, sustainable employment is really important And of course, with COVID, the way it was, I mean, we had a very large percentage of the individuals who 
um, we're working at community, we're laid off and, you know, at home for months and months. And, you know, the majority of those individuals are now back to work with their employers and we've gone in and we've, you know, reorientated and helped the employers uh, be confident that, that those employees are, you know, understanding the COVID rules and the policies and all of that. And that was a whole new training process for everyone. I mean, we all had to change the ways that, you know, that we were doing business. So, um, so, you know, we just want employers to know that we're here to support and set everyone up for success. And uh, so that for, for us, it's really, really important that we have that business community on board to, you know, open their minds and open their doors to us coming in and doing assessments with individuals in the business place and, you know, providing those opportunities. Sorry, Sharice, go ahead. I was going to say, the, the other part that we'd like to see expand is our home share options. You know, if, if anyone in community is interested in learning more about home share, you know, please go to our website and contact us. It, it's just, it's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful opportunity. Um, and, you know, many of our home share providers, especially new ones coming in, have said, you know, we never thought this would be so great. Mm -hmm. I also coordinate uh, volunteers uh, and solicit volunteers for the society. <laughs> and one of the big focuses that I've been working on um, over the past, you know, three or four months is really looking at providing individuals who are living in home shares um, with an opportunity to kind of have, um, you know, sort of a buddy program, someone that, you know, dynamic duels where they can, get together maybe once a week, go for a walk, go for a coffee, you know, just find an outlet from, from being, you know, kind of cooped up and staying at home. And because we have certainly recognized that there's a very large population of, of people that have really been challenged with, you know, the, the shutdown of the world and, and dealing with the pandemic and all of that. And, and, so that's a real big focus for me right now is building on a, on a volunteer base of people that are willing to give up, you know, a couple hours a week to team up and become a friend um, to someone that would really appreciate the opportunity. That's great. I'm curious around, you mentioned sort of the struggles through COVID and, and you know, I feel like nonprofits in general face struggles every day, but the last 18 months have been through the pandemic and the wildfires is it's, it's, it's uh, grown, but through the pandemic, when a lot of businesses shut their doors or maybe cut back, like what did that do to your program, Bonnie? And what happened to the people that you were placing? Like you're saying, like, how, how did you balance that? I know now we're back, you know, business started, but how did you balance that? You know, we, we have an, an amazing um, policy and procedure, you know, set up within, within our own uh, society. So we adjusted, we accommodated, we made sure that we were keeping people safe. Um, you know, we looked at, you know, spacing in the workplaces right. and we had to do, we worked with the, you know, with Columbia Bottle Depots to make sure that we had enough space to, you know, for our sorting stuff. We really did our best to try not to cut back. Um, in fact, you know, because of COVID, we saw a very large increase in the donations from community for their refundable products. So in that sense, it was a good thing because it actually provided more opportunity for employment for people. I had to try and figure out how to extend shifts, how to make sure we had enough support staff to accommodate it, to keep everyone safe. On the other side, on the flip side of things, you know, we had the university basically shut down, the college basically shut down. 
So, you know, our services were, you know, were cut to just a skeletal uh, bit of what it initially was. So what we had to do was um, try and move people into other areas, you know, to keep them employed. It may have been just a, you know, a, 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 a very small portion of what they were used to, but we did our best to keep people working. Of course, we had a number of families and care providers, um, support people that said, you know what, um, this individual, no, you know what, they're not comfortable being out. They're going to hang tight at home. They're going to stay safe till we get through COVID. We were good with that, right? So we handled it the best that we could through that time. Our bike, our bike shop, we set up a, you know, we couldn't even have people come in the building. We did business in the parking lot, right? I mean, we did everything it took to make sure that we were safe. We kept people safe and we still provided services the best that we could. So interesting, me just yeah. from challenging times for you guys. But yeah. Sharice, uh, you mentioned that uh, Pathways has been in existence for 68 years. I'm curious if how did it all start? Like what's the story? Do you know the story? Like how, how did how did this all come to be? Uh, how where and how did it all begin? Well, it was, a, it was a group of parents um, and teachers who did not want their children institutionalized. Because if you recall, uh, years and years ago, many people um, with diverse abilities were kept hidden away and right. or sent to uh, institutions. Right. So that's how the society started. They wanted their children educated in, in the Kelowna community. Got it. Okay. Um, I'm curious, I've always wondered, um, Teresa, and I hope I got this right. I think you've been in your role with Pathways for over 20 years, around 20, you've been with? For, 19. For 19, Just over okay, pretty close, 19 years. And Bonnie, you're about six years with Pathways, is That's that correct? correct, yes. So I've always curious, like, what attracted you to this industry? First of all, how did you guys get into the industry? And, and what do you guys love about what you do? I, w- I always want to know the why, like, because there's lots of choices people have and people, and, and, and I feel it's uh, my discussion with nonprofits or organizations such yourselves, like there, there's such a passion for what you guys do, right? So I, I'm just curious how you guys got involved in, or you got into the industry and in, in, in what gets you up in the morning? What do you love to do with your role? You can maybe we can start with you, Sharice, and we can go to Yvonne next. Well, my story is a little bit funny, actually, because <laughs> <laughs> I was born and raised in Kelowna. Okay. As were both my parents, and I attended KSS, and I actually I wasn't the best student in my youth, <laughs> um, but I volunteered in the special wing of KSS. If you recall there used to be at the old KSS site a wing of the building dedicated to people with diverse abilities right and I volunteered and I thoroughly enjoyed it and that sort of led me to a to led me in the direction to a career in this field and what gets you what do you love about what you do like what what gets you you know there's just there's so much like I, you know, I say I'm so fortunate, you know, to have the job that I do. Um, I work with some really, really great people, um, you know, trying to make changes in our in our community, you know, trying to create more acceptance um, and more welcoming communities. Not it's not just acceptance or tolerance, yeah. but yeah. a community that that welcomes, you know, the population that we serve. Interesting. How about you, Bonnie? How did you get into working with uh, with Pathways? And 
Um, okay, so my background basically came from business and business management for many, many years. And uh, my son, who is 28, is a person with a diverse ability. Right. And uh, essentially, uh, you know, I wanted to take all of my experience in management and coaching people and all of that for all those years and put that into something that I was very obviously very passionate about. And I, you know, I realized um, a number of years ago that my, my son was going to be graduating from high school with no resume, with no job experience, no nothing. And I thought, what, what happens to all these, you know, young people who are transitioning into adult life and they have no stepping stones. And in, in those days, I mean, we customized employment was something that was sort of in the wings. It was, there was a whisper of, you know, we need to do something. There's, and so, yeah, I just decided I was going to take all of my knowledge and my experience and immerse myself into you know, getting the certifications that you needed to take that and, and make a difference in, in people's lives that, you know, gets you out of bed in the morning goes, well, that was a pretty cool day, right? It was a pretty cool day when you see people just, you know, they, they're like these tiny little buds and they just bloom <laughs> and, you know, it, it makes such a difference in, in everyone's lives when you can say, you know what, there is life after high school and this is what we need to do, Right. So for me, that's where it, my passion came from, you know, raising my son and knowing that there's just so many good things that can happen when you can set people up for success. And again, acknowledge people and make them understand that they are worth, you right. know, all the effort and the time because they deserve to be employed. Yeah. They, that, that whole sense of, of being a team member and having that paycheck and being able to set goals. And I, I always think I have to share this one story. I had worked with a, a young man on the West coast and, and he had never had employment and we got him his job. And one of the things we always said was, what's your goal? You know, why do you want a job? What do you want to do with this money? You know, I said, I want to go to Disneyland. I'm like, okay, <laughs> Let's save that money. And it was hilarious because his mom phoned me when he had enough money. He knew how much money he needed to go to Disneyland. And when he got the money in his account, he said, she phoned me. She says, he wants to quit. He's got enough money in his account to go on the trip. <laughs> I said, okay, it's time to set a new goal. It was awesome. There are things that we take for granted too, right? Yeah, like the, you know yeah. the, the abilities that we have to do that. So yeah, um, that's great. I, I I mentioned to you guys we take a little bit of a a, a side street now. We're we're going to get to know both of you a little bit more. And then I do have a couple questions that I want to wrap up with. But um, uh, we can bounce back and forth, or you guys can both jump in. Whatever whatever you're comfortable doing. So these are just some fun questions to get to know you guys. So um, the first one is probably for both of you. Um, what what was your guys's very for what was your very first job? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I think I was a dishwasher at a Chinese restaurant uh, in downtown Kelowna. Oh, okay. Yeah. Outside, yeah. Outside of um, being a farm girl and doing chores <laughs> um, and babysitting, uh, my actual, my first paid job was working in a senior's um, portion of the hospital in the city that I grew up in and um, served meals to okay. the seniors in their rooms and in a little dining room. Yeah, interesting. Um, when you guys aren't at work, where do we find you? How do you spend your time away from work? What do you love to do outside of work? 
Well, I like to golf. Oh, perfect. Right. I like to golf as well. Perfect. Well, you're in the right place then. And I think we both <laughs> like to camp. I was say, yes. what happens in the winter when golf course? Are you indoor golfing or what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, Pre-COVID travel. Okay. Yeah, travel. And, and I like to sew. I like, I like sewing quilts. So that's kind of a little hobby yeah. of mine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, are you guys a, a cat? Are you a cat or dog person? Well, I used to be a dog person. I'm now an empty nester, so. <laughs> and I'd be a dog person. A dog person too. How about coffee or tea? What 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 do you, what's what's the, your morning drink? Coffee or tea? Tea. Neither? Tea. Oh, coffee. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of it. <laughs> um, if you're able to grab a coffee or tea with someone famous, um, you, I always say dead or alive. Is there oh. someone that comes to mind? Just somebody that you'd love to sit down with, grab a cup of coffee or a tea with, and talk to them for a half hour or an hour? Is there anyone that comes to mind? Hmm. Hmm. I'd say Ernest Hemingway. Hmm. Oh, he would that's be one person. I, I like just it. off the top. I mean, they're, yeah, they're no, that's thoughts, great. Yeah. Just off the top of my head. And I think for me, it would be Emily Carr. Ah, nice. Oh, very good. Cool. Um, if there was one chore you never had to do again at home, what would it be? <laughs> For me, it's laundry. I don't like doing laundry. <laughs> but I think vacuuming. I'm not a big fan of vacuuming. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, to a certain extent, I find chores therapeutic. So oh, that's fair. Yeah, it's I don't know. Maybe cleaning the bathroom. Who likes to clean the bathroom, right? Yeah, <laughs> Um, if you guys are forced to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Is there a go-to food for you? Is there something that's like so easy? Pizza. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I a barbecued steak. Mm, nice, nice. I like it. Um, you mentioned traveling. Um, is there anything anywhere on your bucket list that you haven't gone to that you want to get to in the next? Well, now that we can't, we kind of sort of can travel. So, is there anything on sort of on the list that you like to get to? Sharice? Um, well, hmm, that's a good question. Um, parts of Europe for sure. Um, but at this point, I'd like to get back to Phoenix. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I do love Arizona, so I'd like yeah. to get back to Phoenix. I'm taking small steps. Yeah, no, that's good. That's fair. How about you, Bonnie? Uh, so my retirement bucket list is that we we do want to and plan to drive across Canada and down the east coast of the U.S. Nice. and then back across the U.S. and back up to Canada. That's our that's our plan. That's so good. I like not it. sure when that will happen, but it <laughs> is definitely our bucket list and our plan. Yes, and she's got at least another ten years of employment. So. <laughs> yeah, so don't 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 plan too soon. Yeah, I just keep telling her to spend, 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 so she can't retire. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, are either of you? Uh, a lot of people right now are either hooked on a Netflix series or other TV series. Are you guys binge watching anything right now? I, I don't watch a lot of TV at yeah, all. TV okay, so I have a long list that's <laughs> <laughs> waiting for Ozarks to come out. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Yellowstone just finished binge watching the last season of Virgin River. Um, oh, I don't know. There's there's so, lots. Sharice Bonnie makes up for the TV you don't yep. watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> does. I'm too busy doing chores. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, and last question: What's your what's your favorite time of the year? What's what's is it Christmas? Is it like what what's your favorite time? Or it can even be a season. What's your favorite time of the year? Early spring for me. Hmm. You know that time where it's the snow is melted. We can get back on the golf course. The summer yeah. heat hasn't hit. We're yeah. not into fire season. It's mm. good. <laughs> And for me, I would say it was summer because growing up here, we didn't have a fire season. Right. And I love the summers in Kelowna. Yeah, who doesn't, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well thank, you for play, thank you for playing along. It was good to get you guys. <laughs> no worries. I have a couple more questions. Um, is there anything, any new programs, services, any upcoming, anything that the public needs to be aware of? That, uh, that that we should talk about? Is there anything upcoming in the next few months that we should be aware of? Anything new events, program services? Or the flip side, if there isn't, where do we need the most, I'll, I'll use, I'll, I'll say the word help. Where do we need the most help? With COVID, you know, it is still so difficult to plan. Right. Um, right. So, you know, we've, we're, annually we have a huge Christmas party that everybody looks so forward to going to. Right. Um, especially the people we support and we had a board meeting on Monday and we just resolved that again we have to cancel it this year um, so just in terms of the areas that uh, we'll be focusing on definitely recruitment so anybody who's watching this and would like to learn more about employment with our organization please contact please contact us uh, as well as recruitment just around home share providers and expanding, you know, living opportunities for people in our community. Okay. So the, the, my, my last question sort of ties into that is if, if, if a business is listening, individuals listening, first of all, how can they help? And if they want to help, what do they do? So maybe you can touch on both of those as well. So if, if there's a business saying, hey, we'd love to maybe reach out, what, what, maybe both sides, how do they help? And, and if they're interested, what do they do? Well, any business can certainly contact me directly through our website. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, we're always excited to hear from an employer who, you know, is interested in finding out more about customized employment right. and hiring. So that's, that's awesome. And, um, you know, and it, I mean, we talk about sustainable employment, but we also have, because of where, of course, where we live, there are a number of, of um, opportunities sometimes even for um, seasonal employment and we're okay with that too right because sometimes we can piece things together yep. so I don't want people to think oh no I, I'm not a candidate for that because you know we can only offer employment just for the right. summer months or whatever we're just always open to hearing from people and then going and meeting with them and explaining the process to them so. excellent well thank you both of you for joining me today I know we went a little bit over time but thank you guys so much for joining me today and sharing more about pathways because i think like i said maybe a lot of people have heard the name but don't necessarily know what you guys do in the community and it's a long list as everyone heard of what you guys do so uh, and i love to hear about your guys's journey and why you guys do what you do as well so i really enjoyed the conversation and and thank you guys because I, I i know it's not easy so thank you and your team for everything you guys do for the community and pathways Kelowna for sure so thank you for taking the time well, we appreciate it. the opportunity as well yes we do thank you no problem. Well, thank you very much. And everyone else have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thanks, Sharice and Bonnie. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation. 